The full power of the gospel of Jesus Christ is contained in the Book of Mormon, period. Remember this declaration by Jesus himself. Whoso treasureth up my word shall not be deceived. And in the last days, neither your heart nor your faith will fail you. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 179 of the Book of Mormon podcast. Kevin and Shelby here. Hey everyone. And this week we are in 3rd Nephi chapter 16. And the Lord is still ministering to the people round about the temple in the land bountiful. And he's just finished uh, back in chapter 15 talking about the law being fulfilled in him and some of the scattered sheep uh, which these are some of those scattered sheep whom he is addressing now and in chapter 16 he talks about some of those other sheep that he will visit and then he kind of ties it all back together with you know the house of Israel and all of God's children, the the family of God, right? And I just want to go ahead and kind of preface all of our discussion today with the fact that obviously we know that the Lord Jesus Christ is that good shepherd, right? Always concerned with his sheep and always tending to them, going out after them, protecting them, right? And so if we think about that relationship that we have to him as our comforter, as our caretaker, you know, our eternal caretaker of both our temporal needs and then also our spiritual needs, I think we we have a better uh, a glimpse, right? into what he's trying to tell us in these verses. Because I think if you look at it from an aerial view, if you will, like too high up, too too spiritual, you'll think like, oh, I don't really understand all of the things that he's teaching. And so you kind of got to get a little bit more grounded with it. I like that perspective and I like that we started there. I also just want to dive right into the first few verses because I've always found this so fascinating that the Lord says, well, we know this. He mentioned this to the people in Jerusalem that he had other sheep, right, that needed to hear his voice. And he was talking about the people here. I think we've already addressed that in one of the last two podcasts. But here again, he mentions, I have other sheep and these other sheep have never known my voice. Or it says in verse two, who have not as yet heard my voice, neither have I at any time manifested myself unto them. And he's telling them that he's received a commandment to go also to these other sheep who have never heard his voice or seen him. And so I just think that is a testament to the, the great plan of salvation and how Christ and Heavenly Father really have this whole thing worked out. And 
there are sheep who we still don't we still don't even know who these people are that he's talking about today in these verses. We just know that there are other people and that the Lord is also taking care of them as well. Right. And so if he's taking care of them, he's also taking care of us and everybody else that is in his stewardship. Yeah. So I just thought that was always so cool. And I've always had this secret desire to somehow have, obviously, you know, revelation through the prophet for the church, not through myself, but through the prophet to somehow get the records of these people and he and have more scripture from from them. I think that would be just another testament of Jesus Christ and his love and mercy to his children everywhere. Now, I don't know if that will happen in my lifetime, but I do know that one day I can know everything. And so I look forward to knowing and hearing their stories of the Savior coming to minister to them and hearing his voice there. So I think I think I like the reason that I like that and the reason that it it actually goes really well with this chapter that we're going to be discussing today is that in the context of chapter 16 the lord is talking about how all of like because of his covenant relationship with the people and the the house of israel right when they are not observing the commandments when they are not um hearkening to the voice of that good shepherd He's going to leave them to their own devices. He's going to let them, you know, he's going to chastise them, right? And then when they remember him, he's going to return to them. Well, while they are being honored sheep, right? He is going to lift up the Gentiles, right? Who are not necessarily the chosen people, but, you know, as we've seen, up to this point in the Book of Mormon, as the Nephites, who are the chosen people, as they get more wicked, then the Lamanites are lifted up and, and you know, prospered, right? And then vice versa, as soon as the Nephites become more righteous, then they reestablish their covenant uh, position, right? Their position as a chosen people uh, with the Lord. And so, like, absolutely, we will have relations with those other sheep um, once we're all brought together, once we're all gathered, right? Um, anything else you wanted to add? No, I just want to continue on mm -hmm. in verse 4. It talks about how the reason he said, well, first let's start with this. At the beginning of verse 4, he says, I command you that you shall write these things after I am gone. So it's important. The Lord's people have always been a record keeping people. I'm sure we've said that on the podcast before. That was a joke, but um, it just really is important to note that he says, write these things after I'm gone, because this serves the purpose of the book of Mormon today. Right. right. It testifies of Christ. Cause he says, Kind of in the middle of here, he says, uh, well, it's kind of hard. No, it's fine. I'll quote it. It says, 
that these sayings which ye shall write shall be kept and shall be manifest unto the Gentiles. That's a phrase where we get and it has been fulfilled in the Book of Mormon that the Gentiles today, you and I listening to this podcast, are Gentiles who have got these words because they were written down. Go ahead. What's really cool, too, is if you pull on the thread back to what he talked about in verse 2, he talks about uh, those who at no time he had manifested himself unto, right? Well, he can also manifest himself unto other sheep, like other people, through the words that are recorded about him. So it's not always straight up, like, him ministering to them or you know and, and of course the the light of christ is going to minister to and through all people everywhere but he's also manifested through these other types of mediums right so it's very interesting and the purpose as we stated in the very beginning is he is our shepherd and he is gathering us in from quote in verse five the four quarters of the earth And he's doing this because he has made a covenant with the Father, our Heavenly Father, to bring the house of Israel all together from all four corners of the earth. And it's interesting that, you know, at this point in history, right, in Jerusalem, the Jews who were waiting for Christ, right, rejected him. And then now the Gentiles there we're receiving him and it's the same thing now as well the gentiles uh you know before so christ came that was the history then then fast forward to you know joseph smith's time if we go down to verse i'm going to jump for a second here let's go to verse eight it talks about how there will be Uh, Woe saith the Father unto the unbelieving of the Gentiles, right? So they're scattered. And if you jump down to verse 10, he says, At that day when the Gentiles shall sin against my gospel and shall reject the fullness of my gospel, and he goes on about all these other things that are going to happen, he says, And if they shall do all these things and shall reject the fullness of my gospel, behold, saith the Father, I will bring the fullness of my gospel from among them. Right? Meaning that once the Gentiles who once received it, then reject it, then he'll bring it back in its fullness through a Gentile. Right? Right. So I just think that's really interesting. This uh, Jew-Gentile, well, then Gentile accepts, but then they reject and then... The gospel gets brought in its fullness to everybody through a Gentile, Joseph Smith. That just reminds me of the scripture that talks about that the Lord is no respecter of persons, right? And how I've always kind of thought about that, that verse is it doesn't really matter where you're from or like what status you have in the world. Um, if you're, if you're keeping the commandments, if you've made a covenant and you keep that covenant that you've made uh, with with the Lord, then you have access to the promise, which is in as much as ye shall keep my commandments, 
you'll prosper in the land, you know, or prosper in whatever you're doing. Can we pause and talk about that for just a second and pull on that thread? This is, I just thought to what you were saying, it's, it's a hundred percent true, right? If you made a covenant, it doesn't matter whether you were a Jew or a Gentile or wherever you fall, you are the Lord's sheep, right? In fact, we all are, even if we haven't made covenants. Uh, however, Satan, especially today, I mean, 2023, would have you sit there in this example that we're going with between Jew and Gentile, right? Oh, I'm just a Gentile. I'm not really authentically a part of this. You know, I'm different. He would have you like divide yourself and like separate and make you feel like you're not worthy of that by dividing classes and 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 things in between you to make you feel like uh, I'm not really accepted, right? And that's exactly what he does today. He does it today and he's doing it and he's gotten really, really good at it. And it's just important to remember that at the root of it all, what really matters is that we're all children of God and that through our differences is how we actually achieve unity and gathering because we need all those differences to be unified, right? Right. With the commonality of children of God and Jesus Christ. And so it just brings all of that into today for me with just you reading that thinking, yeah, man, but I see how Satan would try to attack that plan Mm -hmm. because I see it today. So, right. I mean, there, there certainly are, there are divisions, um, within God's people but we make those divisions, right? Correct. He does and, not. And the the whole purpose of this this distinction between Gentile and uh, covenant, you know, house of Israel, is to show those who are faithful and remember the Lord their God, and those who do not, because, like we said, like uh, I gave the example of the Nephites and the Lamanites, which are the case study of this, right? In the Book of Mormon, it's as soon as as uh, one is wicked, they lose the um, the righteous um, validation that mm-hmm. comes from the Lord and His Spirit watching over them. What's What's so cool about this is the only thing that keeps us from the Savior returning fully to him, becoming converted, right? Taking steps towards him is when we sin, right? Sin's a separation. And so in verse 13, it says, but if the Gentiles will repent and return unto me, behold, they shall be numbered among my people. So we know that as we are humble and use (laughs) that humility in our life, we are turning to the Savior and we are numbered among his people, right? However, we know the flip of that in verse 15 that if you do not turn unto him and you basically do not repent you are you suffer right there will be things that happen and you will still be his sheep but you will not be of the covenant house of israel right because you're choosing not to by separating yourself from god and christ so to 
reference back to something I, in the very first verse of this chapter, um, I linked to Mosiah chapter 27. That is Alma the Younger, uh, his great conversion, right? And if you recall, he and the sons of Mosiah were fighting against the church. And the Lord manifested himself unto them in a very uh, a very particular way, right? He, he manifested them himself to them by an, an angel, right? An angel coming and rebuking them. And so that is also part of this. Either you have the opportunity to have the Lord manifest himself as, you know, as he appears here to the people in Bountiful as a resurrected savior, right? That good shepherd who's inviting them to come unto him, right? Because, largely because of what they've done, right? Largely because of the choices that they've made up to this point. Right, because these are the again, you'll remember that these are the most righteous among the people of Nephi, right? Um, the more wicked part are dead because they've they've died in the cataclysm that went on in the previous chapters. And so you have two options. You can have the Lord manifest himself in that way, which is ideal, <laughs> or he can manifest himself in you know in that great and dreadful day right and that's that's uh symbolized or i guess not symbolized but it's it's an example of alma the younger having the angel rebuking him and he says uh in verse 30 of that chapter mosiah 27 i rejected my redeemer and denied that which had been spoken of by our fathers. But now that they may foresee that he will come and that he remembereth every creature of his creating, he will make himself manifest unto all. And so, again, those those are the two options. And, you know, he really does go back and forth. And you might, I, I have always thought this you know, the Gentiles are favored and, and now the people or the house of Israel is favored. It's kind of like this bipolar behavior on part of the Lord, right? But that's not true. It's it's actually the fickle nature of a fallen people. Um, if we would just hold steady and follow his commandments, then there would be no need for this uh, ripening and destruction and then humbling <laughs> Uh, cycle that we see right but nevertheless that's why christ was sent right that's why the whole of plan of salvation was put together in the in the first place because the lord knew this about a fallen state of people so if we can comprehend that then it makes it at least in my eyes it makes it easier to just follow the savior than to suffer in that way right right yet we let ourselves suffer sometimes because we're humans and we're fallen. And so 
we know better. And when we know better, we do better, right? And so we try to continually know and do better within the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I I like that example that you just gave and tied it back. That was really good. So we're actually kind of towards the end of the chapter. It's not a very long chapter. And he's talked about the gathering of the house of Israel and repenting and coming to the fullness of his gospel. And he then references. Yes. Well, there's one last thing that I wanted to (laughs) mention, uh, which is in verse 16, he uh, talks about the land that he says, he says, um, verily, verily, I say unto you, thus hath the father commanded me that I should give unto this people, this land for their inheritance. This land is your land. This land is <laughs> <Okay>. my land. <laughs> well, apparently it's it's the Lord's land to give to whoever he thinks is worthy of it. Right, right? but the this yeah. ain't no coincidence. Right. So I, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, I I love this and I, it's, it's there near the end and it almost seems like um, a throwaway verse that you could you could breeze over um but that's so important because we are on that land we're on this land that he was standing on um and uh i know we have we we do have some international listeners but if you've followed us for some time you know that shelby and i are passionate about the destiny of you know the american continent and how important it is and i i just can't help but you know when i when i go back and read verse 10 when it talks about at that day when the gentiles shall sin against my gospel um right there in my margins i put like 2023 right like i could put that like that's the day right because really we are a gentile nation right we we have uh, we had protestant uh founding fathers right and uh the the pilgrims pride right and so these this gentile nation which was founded upon righteous christian principles um however we seem to have fallen so far away from those founding principles that uh, that they held so dear in so much that they, you know, they carved out some land for themselves, you know, at, at great risk to to their uh, to their lives. But the cool thing about that verse is that that's when it says, when that happens, I will bring the fullness of my well, of gospel. Course. Right. From among them, which is incredible to me that in the midst of all that wickedness, <laughs> the Lord would say, here's the fullness of it. And that and that's where we see the ongoing restoration. Right. Mm-hmm. And today we and see the the uh, temples dotting I, the earth. I was just about to say something that's been on my mind a lot this past week. Kevin knows uh, is Zion. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've, I've really connected in my mind that. You know, Zion is where you are with the gathering of the saints, but also like Zion is temples. Like right. 
it is temples and they are everywhere. I'm, I've referenced this before, but I'm in a group called Inklings where, where we discuss a chapter. I'm sorry, not a chapter. That's this podcast where we discuss a talk a week in preparation for the next general conference. And today, one of the gals I'm in with, she said, I would not be surprised if there were like 17 to 20 temples announced. And I just thought that's incredible that we can even be on a chat <laughs> together and say, I bet you there's 17 to 20 temples coming. Like they could have never said that back in like 1960, right? right. Like there's right. just no way, like look how far we've come in not even a hundred years of the church's history and the fullness, like the Lord is really letting it out and giving it to the people that want it. Right. And it's, it's a scary time because of all the wickedness that is going on, but it's also a very hopeful time. Uh, if I can just real quick, I'm going to go to, um, a post I read today. And I feel like this goes along perfect with it. There was a Valiant conference that was held uh, in Utah with some LDS women influencers who are just trying to share the gospel online. And it's really good. So if you want to know more, let me know. But some uh, Gen Conference love there. It's Courtney Tolman is her name. She She's amazing. Go follow her. Gen Conf love. She said, fear knocked at the door but faith opened it. And I feel like that's what the time is that we're living in right now. Like it can be very fearful and scary, but as the Lord's covenant people are being gathered and the fullness is being released, like faith is, is there and is going to sustain us because it's based on Jesus Christ and in him. Yeah. Well, and then the end of this chapter, um, the Lord references or quotes Isaiah and says that the words of Isaiah shall be fulfilled at this time, um, talking about basically the, the, the watchmen, right? The, the prophets of the Lord, um, calling everyone together and bringing Zion, uh, bring, bringing forth Zion. And, you know, when I say like that in this day of the Gentiles rejecting the gospel, and then of course that also means that the day of the great, like of, of the fullness of the gospel being, you know, made available. And then yes, like Zion is being established, right? And really in, in many ways it has been established and now it's time for everyone who wants to be a part of it has the choice and it's becoming more and more of a choice because now with all of these temples and all these diverse places, it is becoming more of a choice. It's not a matter of circumstance. Again, we mm. draw upon that the Lord is no respecter of persons, right? It's not, it has nothing to do with where you're from. It has nothing to do with what your story is or, you know, what, uh, again, what your circumstance is, but now there's a temple near you. So find out about what's going on with that temple. So this is really interesting. If I can share this example, we were, I went to Utah, uh, this past week and well, okay. Just remember that now. Remember this, uh, (laughs) 
President Nelson has extended one invitation a lot more than I feel like another. Well, I'd say two of them, which is to receive revelation, but also to get to the temple as often and as needful as you can. And when I was in Utah, I mean, freaking temples everywhere. Okay. Like lots of temples. So I told Kevin, I'm like, I'm going to go to the temple. And it was a choice, right? I could have said, oh, I'll just wait till I get back to Texas and go to the Dallas temple. But like, no, I, I was there. I had an opportunity. Why would I not take it? And I think that's the conscious choosing of being aware of where you are and making sure that you're making time for the Lord. And I think the best place to make time for the Lord when there's that many temples available is the temple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even then, what was so ironic about it all, just for our posterity's sake, is that, you know, there's three temples that were like 10 minute drives for me. All of them were booked with appointments, couldn't get an appointment. So I'd actually had to go to a temple that was about 30 minutes away, which is pretty much what Dallas is to us, like 35, 40 minutes. I had to drive that even in Utah. And so it was just an interesting comparison to me to see that, man, Utah really does need temples. So I hope that this next general conference, there's more Utah temples announced and I would not feel salty about it because in the past I would have been like, Utah doesn't need more temples. But having experienced what I just did, they do need more temples because they were booked. Even the new Saratoga Springs Temple booked. Well, of course. Man, I mean, that's a place to be apparently. But anyway, so it's just a cool little fun fact for for you guys. And I hope you enjoyed listening to it. But yeah, yeah. I love that. (laughs) Well, that concludes our discussion of this chapter this week. We are planning to be back next time in chapter 17 and we continue with the the wonderful third nephi these golden chapters where the lord teaches us and and inspires us and and manifests himself unto us through these this record yeah this record and hopefully we'll have a few guests coming on soon so be on the lookout we're excited to come back in with chapter 17 bye y'all bye My dear brothers and sisters, I promise that as you prayerfully study the Book of Mormon every day, you will make better decisions every day. I promise that as you ponder what you study, the windows of heaven will open and you will receive answers to your own questions and direction for your own life.